back, everybody. This is Encounter with God. You are with Mon and Lyle on The Breakfast Show, Positively Different Radio. We have... Actually, before we do the quiz, uh-huh. I have to I have to share something very, very special with Ooh. you. Yes, Mon is sitting here, and for I the am. very first time in a month, <laughs> she is putting real food <laughs> in her mouth. This is not juice. She has been on a juice fast for a month, and if you can hear the slurping and the munching over on that side of the microphone, there is porridge going to it. I have to ask you, Mon, what is it like? What's it like to actually put food in your mouth for the first time in a month? It's really good and I usually wouldn't eat my breakfast on air, but I'm not sure I can stop now that I've started. (laughs) (laughs) And so what are you eating? I'm eating porridge. And you've uh, added anything to the porridge or just plain porridge? So no, I make my porridge um, the Italian way. I put um, a, a, a pinch of salt, a tiny a pinch of salt, a pinch of salt, a tiny drop of oil, olive oil, and um, some lemon rind in it. Mm-hmm. And then I fish the lemon rind out when it's cooked. Okay. And uh, and I've added to this. Um, it's actually I've made way more than I'm going to be able to eat. I've just realised. <laughs> <laughs> has, has, has your stomach shrunk at all or not? Uh, I'm, I imagine I, it would. Okay. Yeah. I mean, so your juice that you're putting in there is taking up less space than what you'd normally yeah, have with food. Yeah. And uh, and uh, and in this huge bowl of porridge, I've actually only managed to put half a teaspoon of of honey because it's, it's just too sweet already. So yeah, and I and I've eaten um, a slice of apple as well. And, I'm feeling pretty good. And and and, uh, and and how did the apple go down? What is actually what does it feel strange <laughs> to to have a, a a a sensation of something crunchy between your teeth? Not so much that it's it's more like the flavour has changed dramatically for me. Okay. Like it just it just tastes so good. Now, if you're resetting your taste buds and you want to stay away from things like sugar and that kind of thing, uh-huh. is using honey a smart idea? Well, I don't want to stay away from honey. I want to stay away from like processed honey okay. and processed foods. Okay. Yeah. So, so, so you're not staying. You're not going to no, stay no. away from sugar. You're going to stay away from processed sugar. Yeah, that's right. I mean, if I was to stay away from sugar, I'd eliminate most fruit. <laughs> and of uh, course. Yeah, so I'm not doing that. And um, vegetables. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, when it comes to sweeteners, I will be using stuff like maple syrup, honey, agave, nectar, um, maybe even like a panella or rapadura. But um, yeah, not those are words I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> They're basically uh, various forms of crystallized ca- um, cane juice. Okay. Yeah, yeah, dehydrated cane juice. Processed sugar, is it not? It's well, imagine like juicy an apple. Right, and then you get the apple juice, and yep. you um, let it crystallize, and then you like crunch it up into granules. I thought that was called sugar. Well, almost. <laughs> <laughs> I like, suspect it. It's I can, not like I can, it's cast a sugar. Suspect some cheating going on. <laughs> but I didn't do this to go sugar free. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So. Anyway. Very good. Well, congratulations. We are all very, very proud of you that uh, you've made it the full month. And uh, how long are you going to be on food for? I think I'm only going to be do it for a couple of days and then do the next, the 60 day. Yeah. And how's your friend going that you're doing this with? Yeah, she's doing all right. She's doing all right. She's hanging yeah. in there? Yeah. She's, yeah. she's reached the halfway point? Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's a bit further ahead of me. So, and you know, bless her. Bless her for doing it. Um, she has a much harder time because she is a pastor's wife and so she's constantly entertaining and providing food for church functions and whatnot. And she, she's always telling me, I'm cooking this, I'm cooking that. And I'm like, how could you be doing that? <laughs> <laughs> now, what about you wanted to reset your taste buds. Do yes. you, if I had a, uh, if I offered you a nice warm donut right now. I, I could not even, I, my stomach wretches at the idea of eating a greasy donut right now. Is that so? Yeah. 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 And I know that the oil would like just 
really make me sick. Because I know that you were standing in front of a donut stand two weeks ago. Yeah. Three, we- three weeks ago. Yeah. And having a major struggle. <laughs> I had to call a friend. <laughs> I had to phone a friend to get out of that situation. I wanted to- I wanted donuts so bad I was in tears about it. <laughs> I was like, yeah. And I had to call a friend and she had to talk me away from the donut stand. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you took the responsibility and called the friend. I know. Because, you know, a lot of people are dealing with um, addictions. I'm not saying that that was an addiction, but a lot of people that are dealing with addictions. It is, sugar is an addiction for don't, sure. Don't take that step yeah. of making that phone call. Yeah. And and you know what? So many, um, like, you know, challenges like this or, or, you know, call it what you want, a diet, a fast, whatever. Accountability is a huge part of having success in any venture, really. Yes. So, um, yeah, having having that friend uh, there and I called her and I just was like, Cheryl, I want donut. And she was like, all right, listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> she laid it down for me and I walked away. So that was good. Fantastic. Well, we need to get on with our encounter yes. with God. It's a really, really good one today and our quiz. Okay. So our next quiz, clue number three, um, who am I? Which Bible character is this? I brought Joseph from the Ishmaelites. Mm, that, much, that makes it way easier, doesn't it? I brought Joseph from the Ishmaelites. If you know who that is, give me a call, 1-800-FAITH-FM. It's 1-800-324-843. Or just message me on Facebook, Faith FM Australia. And we will send you the prize, which today is going to be a CD of your choice. I will tell you all the different CDs in our prize box, and you can pick the one you like, and we will send it to you. Okay, so let's get on to our encounter with God today. And we've been talking about the law and sin and how that some people say that the law has been done away with. And then you say, well, the Bible says the law is holy, just and good. And some people are like, yeah, but, you know, we want to have the Lord nailed to the cross and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay, the Ten Commandments specifically we're talking about because there are a number of different laws in the Bible. We're not talking about the ceremonial law. Mm-hmm. The Bible does say that the ceremonial law was nailed to the cross. But in relationship to the Ten Commandments, the Bible says, Paul says, do we then make void the law through faith? God forbid we establish the law. It would make no sense to establish the ceremonial law. And if that was established, then you would be sacrificing lambs and goats and so forth right through until this day. So it's very clear that there are two laws that are in place here. And we're going to have a very exciting encounter with God today, aren't we, Lyle? Oh, we are too. I nearly forgot. Mm -hmm. Okay, so there's a $1,000 prize today. There is a $1,000 giveaway today. Yes. And uh, anyone can get this. You just anyone have to. All. You just have to show Lyle and I something from the Bible. Absolutely. So that's coming up. Stay tuned. If you want the thousand dollar giveaway, we've never done this on Faith FM before. It's a possible thousand dollar giveaway. Mm-hmm. Stay tuned. It's coming up. We're going to share it with you. But anyway, getting back to what we're talking about, we're doing a bit of an intro here. Uh-huh. So when it comes to the Ten Commandments, and you say, "Well, why do you want the Ten Commandments to be nailed to the cross?" You know, it doesn't make sense to, you know, when you've got a commandment that says, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not lie, thou shalt not have any other gods before me. Does it make any sense to nail those commandments to the cross, to get rid of those commandments? No. And and everyone's like, oh, no, 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 no. And when it all boils down, the only one that they ever want to nail to the cross is the Sabbath. And as soon as you talk about the Sabbath, the fourth commandment, then suddenly, oh, oh, that's legalism, that's legalism. But is it? No, of course it's not legalism. Is it legalism not to kill somebody? No. Is it legalism not to have other gods or to steal or cheat or lie? They're or all those? very common sense, to be honest. They're all very common sense. Mm-hmm. And this is the whole point of the Sabbath. Because the other commandments are all common sense, the Sabbath reveals where your heart is. Mm-hmm. Because the other commandments, they don't really reveal where your heart is. They just reveal that you don't think it's a good idea to kill people or steal or lie or cheat or whatever. That's true. But the Sabbath 
because it doesn't make a difference, you know, one day is like any other day, that's what reveals, do you serve God on your terms or do you serve God on his terms? It's really what it comes down to. Yeah, that's a, that was a really good way of putting it. It comes down to um, not so much whether or not you think it's a good idea, but it comes down to whether or not you want to honor God, worship mm-hmm. God, follow God, obey God. And that's the whole purpose for this commandment. Nothing is in the Ten Commandments without a reason and without a purpose. Now, well, there are a number of purposes. First of all, and we've been talking about this, uh, the Sabbath commandment is there to give you a public holiday every week, which is great. Mm. But the reason that it specifies which day, the purpose behind that is to reveal where your heart is. And, of course, God knows where our heart is. We're not revealing anything to God. We're revealing it to the universe. And that's part of you know the great controversy that we find ourselves in between Christ and Satan so that, you know, when uh, you, you know that way, the universe can see where we are at. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Because this Earth is an object lesson to the whole universe that is looking on, an object lesson of what it is to serve Satan, an object lesson is of what it is to be redeemed and to serve God and the power of God's love to save. Okay, but Lyle, right? Mm -hmm. So you have like the fourth commandment, which Mm -hmm. says remember the Sabbath day as the seventh day. Seventh day as the Sabbath. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days shall you labor and do all your work, but the seventh is the Sabbath of the Lord your God. Okay, so all the other commandments, they're like, you know, don't kill, don't steal, and you're like, yep, that's those are good ideas. Those are obviously good ideas not to do that kind of stuff. But you know, keeping the keeping the Sabbath day holy. You know, does it really matter to God if I if I just keep another day holy? Like, we, I can do all like the worship be holy keeping stuff on another day, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can like you know. Yeah, any day in seven, right? Yeah, I could. I mean, because I mean, a day is a day. It's just a day. Yeah, you know, why the sun not goes up and the sun comes down, and sometimes it rains and sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, why, why not Tuesday? I can go to a church on Tuesday. I can, I know, I keep Tuesday holy. I can, um, you know, worship and honor God on Tuesday. Is it really that big of a deal? Okay, what? What does it speak about your attitude when you come to God and say, look, this is inconvenient for me to do it the way that you said. So therefore, I'll do it according to my convenience, not yours. How would you feel if your family came to you and they said, when's your birthday? 5th of March. 5th of March. Um, What if that's on air now? Yeah, <laughs> send me presents. <laughs> okay, but how would you feel if your family came to you and said, look, we know your birthday's on the 5th of March and we've celebrated on the 5th of March your entire life, but, you know, we're just going to pick any random day in the year. Would it be as special? Not really. That's no, kind of different, isn't it? Yeah. You know, it's the same with the government. Let's say the government comes along and says, we're going to give you a public holiday for Australia Day. And you're like, yeah, you know what? I'm not going to take it on that day. I'm going to take it on such and such a day. <laughs> and your you boss know? would be like, nope. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know, it doesn't show a lot of respect mm-hmm. when we just change it according to our convenience. Now, I know these are only human illustrations and they're not a perfect illustration. Uh, but for those of you who are married... You know, how does it, how would it feel, you know, if, if your uh, husband or your wife comes to you and says, you know what, um, let's just change our w- wedding anniversary and let's hold it on some other random day. That day, that wedding anniversary is a special day. It's a special memory. And I think, you know, for a lot of us guys, we could probably change it quite easily. But for a lot of wives out there, they'd be like, no, no, that's a special day. That's a special memory. It needs to be remembered on that day. And for God, you know, this is a special day. This is a special memory. What if like a guy asked a girl on a date, right? And he was like, I'll meet you on Thursday night. 
at the restaurant uh-huh. and then so they have a date on Thursday night yep. and she's like, oh, actually, do you know what? Tuesday night's better for me. And so she turns up on Tuesday night and he turns up on Thursday night and they never get it together. Yeah. 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 And, and, and how offended would you be if you were stood up like that? Yeah. And there's like, well, hey, I went there on Tuesday night. Um, sorry, um, didn't make it. Yeah. It's just more convenient on Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. So God like uh, has a standing date with us on he Saturday. Does. Absolutely. Uh-huh. Okay. The other question is this. When God asks us to do something, is God specific or not? Is there yeah. any instance in the Bible anywhere where God has been vague? You know, like, oh, yeah. well, here's an example. The Garden of Eden. Mm-hmm. When you think about this, mm-hmm. did God come to Adam and Eve and say, look, you can eat all the fruit of all the trees in the garden except one? doesn't really matter which one. Just pick one. <laughs> Why don't you choose? Is <laughs> no. that what God did? No, he's always very specific. He chose one. Now, what if they'd have come to uh, the Garden of Eden and said, you know what, that tree right there, the knowledge of good and evil, that's you know not the, the most, that, that's in a really convenient place for us to eat. So we're going to pick this other tree that's over on the other side that's hard to get at. Mm, God won't mind. <laughs> God won't, Would God mind? Yes. Absolutely, because God is specific and our obedience to God reveals where our heart is at. You see, the fruit of the tree wasn't toxic in and of itself. That's not what caused them to die. Mm. It was the act of disobedience mm-hmm. that caused them to die. And it's the same with the Sabbath. You know, the, the, the fruit was not the issue. It's the same with the Sabbath. The day is not the issue. The issue is obedience. It's almost like a test, you know. Do you, do you oh, love very God much or do you not test. love God? Yeah. How much do you love God? Do you love God enough to obey him according to what he says or only enough to obey him according to what you think mm-hmm. um, and what you feel? I'll tell you what that is. That's legalism right there. Yeah. Because when you come to God and say, I will serve you, God, on my terms. My works are good enough for you. That's legalism. Now, I really want to give away a thousand dollars. Okay. Oh, you've been busting to do this. Yeah. Let's tell. Let's no, tell. No, no, listeners. no. I was going to do it at the end. You got to stay tuned. Oh, but, but nah. Tell them now. And stay then, tuned. Okay. Stay fine, tuned. fine. Stay tuned. Fine. Stay tuned. It's coming up. Just don't go anywhere. If you're driving out of signal range, then just jump on faithfm.com.au or download the TuneIn app and continue listening because you'll have a perfect signal wherever you are and you do not want to miss out on the chance to win $1,000 right here on Faith FM this morning. I just realized we didn't run this past our boss. He's probably having a heart attack right now. (laughs) That's all right. He'll survive. He'll be fine. Nick will be okay. Okay, so let's back into our Bible study. Mm-hmm. Um, our Bible study raises this question, is there anywhere in the Bible that the Bible talks? Because there are some Christians who say, no, the law was not done away with. Yes, the law still stands. Mm-hmm. Ten Commandments are still there. Mm-hmm. We believe in the Ten Commandments. We uphold the Ten Commandments just as the Apostle Paul said to do so. So these are people who are more consistent with um, their faith and their belief in the Bible. But then they come along and they say, uh, but the Sabbath was actually changed. Okay. Yes. The Sabbath was changed, and it was changed from Sabbath to Sunday. I mean, maybe it underwent like so, a so here's what, vote, So here's what you've got. Here's what you've right? got. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got God who establishes the Sabbath in the Garden of Eden. Mm-hmm. You've got God's people who keep the Sabbath all the way down through history. Mm-hmm. You've got God who uh, reminds them of the Sabbath in the Ten Commandments when he gives them on Mount Sinai. Yeah. You've got Jesus Christ himself who set the ultimate example in keeping the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. You've got Isaiah chapter 66, verse 23, that where the Bible says that we will keep the Sabbath for eternity in heaven. 
Yeah. And then just as you were expecting that the Sabbath would be kept between the death of Jesus and the return of Jesus, there are those who come along and say, ah, surprise, surprise. Actually, we're going to worship on the day, on the venerable day of the sun during that period. Now, how did that happen? That's a really good question. Mm -hmm. Here's the thing. You won't find it anywhere in the Bible. There is no record of it anywhere in Scripture. So we're going to do a quick Bible study. You're going to have to put down your porridge. Oh, Lyle. (laughs) And you're going to have to start flicking because we're going to read every single verse in the Bible that mentions the first day of the week. There must be hundreds of them. There are nine. Nine? The first one is in Genesis chapter 1 and verse 5. Genesis chapter 1, verse 5. I'm going to do this so quick because I want to get back to my porridge now. (laughs) Genesis chapter 1 and verse 5. And what I'm going to ask is this. Is there any commandment? Anywhere in the Bible to worship on the first day of the week. Well, I can show you lots to worship on the seventh day, mm-hmm. including the New Testament, including the New Testament after the cross of Christ. Okay. Mm-hmm. But is there any commandment anywhere in the Bible to worship on the first day of the week? Now, before you start reading. Yes. Here comes a thousand dollar challenge. Oh, yes. Or maybe I should wait till after the next song. No. Okay, fine. Are we going to wait? Yeah, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. After the next song, I'm going to offer you all $1,000. You can call us on 1-800-324-843 or text us on 0491-064-669 or you can message us on Facebook if you can find a certain verse in the Bible. It's a very specific verse. Mm-hmm. Okay, If mm-hmm. you can find that verse, then call us or message us on any of those uh, devices right there with, your, with the answer. And there will be a thousand dollars coming your way. Oh, get ready, folks! Get your phones out, get your Bibles out. Let's find this verse and win a thousand dollars. We're going to have a quick song break. This is Sovereign Grace music. Alas, and did my Savior bleed? I can't wait to win that one thousand dollars. Are you reckoning you get it? I reckon I could. Would he 
That was Sovereign Grace Music with Alas and Did My Saviour Bleed here on Faith FM. So, Mon. Yes. I have a quote to read to you. Go on then. All right, here it comes, here it comes. This is great. Okay, so this was uh, written, uh, this is um, actually a quote taken from a transcript of a transcript of a lecture. Mm-hmm. Uh, the person giving the lecture was Father Thomas Enright um, of the Roman Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he delivered this lecture in 1893. Okay. So that was quite a few years ago, right? Yeah, a long time ago. long time ago. (laughs) This is what he says. Remember that thou keep holy the Sabbath day. Mm -hmm. But Sunday is not the Sabbath. Mm -hmm. Any schoolboy knows that Sunday is the first day of the week. I have repeatedly offered one thousand dollars to anyone who will prove by the bible alone that sunday is the day we are bound to keep and no one has called for the money it was the holy catholic church that changed the day of rest from saturday the seventh day to sunday the first day of the week so back in 1893 father thomas enright offered a thousand dollars and he didn't actually get anyone who called for the money so i'm making i'm we are re-offering that offer today uh-huh. that offer is alive and well again today uh, all those years after 1893 one thousand dollars to any, anyone who can call in with a bible verse that says that we should keep sunday holy a thousand dollars a piece i reckon yeah why not not just for the first caller but anyone yeah perverse Pervert, perverse that says that we should keep Sunday holy. I love it. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so there you go. Start digging into your Bibles and start digging fast. Um, this one is going to remain open. Um, anyone who can call in and give us a verse from the Bible that says that we should keep Sunday holy, $1,000 is coming your way. We've never we've never done that before on Faith FM, have we? I know, but I'm enjoying it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Always good to have a challenge out there. That's a bit better than our normal quiz challenge, isn't it? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so here's what we need to do for you. Now that we have offered you all $1,000 to anyone who can show from the Bible that you need to keep Sunday holy, we're going to read every verse in the Bible that mentions the first day of the week. Does that sound fair enough? I think I feel like we're doing their work for them, but let's do it. Well, maybe there's one that we miss. Okay, yeah, we're going to do nine. If, of and them. If, we, if we miss one, we're going, we're going to do nine. If we've missed one, then we would love to hear what it is. Okay, so Genesis one verse five. We've got five and a half minutes to do nine verses. Yeah, we might not get through all of them today, but if we don't, we're going to finish them tomorrow. Genesis one verse five says, "God called the light day and the night darkness, and the evening passed, and the morning came, marking the." First day. There you go. There's a first reference into the Bible to the first day of the week. And is there any command there to worship on the first day of the week? Nope. Nothing no, in fact, this one is connected to chapter 2, verse 1 to 3, that tells us we should worship on the seventh day of the week, the day that God rested and sanctified and set apart to be used in a holy manner, the Bible says. Uh-huh. Okay, so it, it references the Sabbath day. References. I'll tell you what we should do. What's that? Let's flick to that. Okay, so that's the only verse there is in the Old Testament that mentions the first day. Mm-hmm. So why don't we flick to the other end and start working backwards from there? Sure. Okay, so 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 1 and 2. 1 Corinthians. This is the last place in the Bible you'll find the first day of the week mentioned. Okay, 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter 16. Yep. Verse 1 and 2. Says... Now regarding your question about the money being collected for God's people in Jerusalem, you should follow the same procedure I gave to the churches in Galatia. 
On the first day of each week, you should each put aside a portion of money you have earned. Don't wait until I get there and then try to collect it all at once. Okay, so you've got a very um, thought-based translation. Let me read it to you from a more literal translation, a word for more, a more word-for-word translation. Uh-huh. Now, concerning the collection for the saints, as I have given order to the churches of Galatia, even so do you. It's important to understand that what Paul was actually collecting here was disaster relief material for the church in Jerusalem that was suffering a famine and he was trying to build bridges between the Jewish church and the Gentile churches by doing so. Mm -hmm. Your translation has interpreted this as money. The Bible does not say money. Mm -hmm. Um, It just refers to a collection. Okay. It would actually, within the culture of that time, be unlikely to be money because money was not something that was widely used. It would more likely be disaster relief material. Goods and stuff. Yeah, yep. that's right. But either which way, there's a collection taking place on the first day of the week. Okay. It goes on in verse 2, and, and everyone's like, oh, see, they're taking an offering on Sunday morning at church, like we always do. Mm-hmm. Probably that wasn't their custom back then. Yeah, no. They didn't take up an offering on, sun, on Sabbath morning or Sunday morning back in those days. Okay, verse 2, it says, Upon the first day of the week, let every one of you lay by him or lay up in storage as God has prospered him, that there be no gatherings when I come. So what is Paul expecting them to do on the first day of the week? Like separate aside some stuff to, to and put it aside and put it in storage and, you know... Yeah. It almost sounds like they're doing some spring cleaning and they're like, do you know what? I'll give that to the poor. And if you're going to put some things into storage, where do you put that? Like in your attic or in your basement or in the garage? or yeah, That's exactly right. And this is what the Greek um, here actually indicates, pahyoto. It simply means um, by himself at home. Okay. So this is not – these two verses are not referring to church. No, these people are at these home. These people are at home. Cleaning out their closets. And Paul knows that if he rocks up there and says, hey, let's take up an offering, mm-hmm. then, yeah, he'll get some stuff. But if he calls, if he writes ahead and says, look, every week on Sunday, which is the rest day, the day of rest for mm-hmm. the Corinthian city because it's a pagan city and they worship the sun, mm-hmm. okay? So the, nobody's required to work on that day. They're expected to be at home on that day. Store some stuff aside every Sunday. Do it consistently so that when I get there, there'll be a decent, decent amount collected. Yep. So Paul's expectation was that the believers would be by themselves at home on Sunday, not at church, worshipping God. And of course, we can show just you know literally thousands of historical references that show that the early Christians worshipped on the seventh day of the week. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, that's so well established from history that it is hard to deny. Okay. Let's uh, look at a couple of other New Testament ones. Maybe we'll do Acts 20 during our Q&A time, unless somebody else has a burning question. Uh, But let's do Matthew 28, verse 1. Let's turn over there very quickly. Matthew chapter 28 and verse 1. Matthew 28 and verse 1 says, Early on Sunday morning, as the new day was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went out to visit the tomb. Okay, so there's a reference to the first day of the week. Is there any command there to worship on the first day of the week? No, no mention at all of the command. Ah, but it does tell you something very important. It tells you which day is the seventh day because some people are like, well, how do we know that Saturday is the same seventh day that they had when Jesus was born? Mm -hmm. How do you know we haven't lost the weekly cycle? Mm. Well, it's very easy because Jews have never lost the weekly cycle. Christians have never lost track of which day Easter Sunday is when they celebrate the resurrection. That goes back for many, many centuries. 
We've got another, what have we got here? Another seven verses yet to go. So we're going to continue this tomorrow. We'll keep one of them for our question of the day. This is Chris Rice. my 
morning service at 10.45 a.m. For more information, Google Seventh-day Adventist Church, Townsville City. Welcome back, everybody. We've come to our question of the day time, and we've actually got a caller who's called in and would like to comment on the subject of the Sabbath we've been talking about. So, Miriam from South Australia, welcome to the show. Yeah, hello. Hello, Miriam. Can you hear us there? Yeah, I could. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. You're a little bit faint, but we'll try and uh, get the volume turned up, but that's great. Uh, what would you like to talk, talk about today, Miriam? Um, the question that you asked about keeping the Sabbath as a holiday. Yes. Um, yeah, I just want to give a verse. Okay, let's have it. Um, it's Exodus chapter 34, verse 2, but I have two other verses as well. Okay, so Exodus chapter 30. 35. 35. Verse 2. Exodus 35 and verse 2. All right, so let's read this one here. Exodus 35 and verse 2. Six days shall work be done, but on the seventh day there there shall be to you a holy day, a Sabbath of rest to the Lord. Whosoever does work therein shall be put to death. Okay. That sounds like it's advocating the seventh day, though, which is the actual Sabbath and not Sunday. Oh. <laughs> so what's your um, question, Miriam? Sorry? What's your question? My question? Yes. Should we do you feel that we should have the do you feel that we should have the death penalty for anyone who breaks the Sabbath today? Can you ha- can you tell me the question again, the actual question? Miriam, okay. are you trying to win the $1000 by proving that Sunday is the Sabbath? Yeah, yeah, of course. Okay, well, that was the first verse, and that one is obviously talking about the seventh day, which is Saturday. So what was the other two verses that you had? Um, Yeah, I'll give you, yeah. (laughs) All right, and of course, um, just while Miriam's looking up those other couple of verses there, we need to... uh, Sorry. We we just need to mention that the, uh, the civil penalties... Um, were part of the civil law, were not part of the Ten Commandments. They were often associated with the Ten Commandments, and so you had a civil penalty for breaking the commandment of thou shalt not kill, uh, which was the same as the civil penalty for this one. But the civil penalties uh, were laws of the theocracy that began with the time of Moses and ended with the Babylonian invasion. Anyway, Miriam, what's your next verse right there? Okay. (laughs) What about Exodus 20, chapter 20? Yes. Um, Starting from verse 8, do you need only one verse? (laughs) Okay, so Exodus 20 and verse 8, Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days shall you labor and do all your work. But the seventh is the Sabbath of the Lord your God. Um, We could keep reading if you like, but I think that probably summarizes it fairly well, don't you think? <laughs> yeah. So that once yeah, again yeah. says the seventh day is the Sabbath, the these seventh are, day are, being the verses. Saturday. These are good verses. So these are good verses, but they are proving that Sunday is actually not the correct Sabbath. Do you have another verse that maybe proves Sunday is the Sabbath? Because if you do, we can give you a thousand dollars. Because right now we're still keeping hold of that thousand dollars. <laughs> Sunday is the Sabbath day, like. So you're not talking about seventh day is the Sabbath day, no? Yeah, the seventh the seventh day, Saturday is the is the Sabbath day. 
The seventh day of the week is Saturday. So the week is Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And the last day, the seventh day, is is Saturday, which makes Saturday the Sabbath. Oh. <laughs> well, unless you have another verse oh, proving well, Sunday is a Sabbath, I think. So, so, sorry, go ahead there, Mary. Uh, <laughs> what about Deuteronomy chapter 5? <laughs> yes. Verses Starting from verse 12. I don't know, yes. <laughs> okay, so Deuteronomy chapter 5, starting from verse 12, says, Keep the Sabbath day to sanctify it, to sanctify it as the Lord your God has commanded you. Six days shall you labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord your God. And so there's another great verse um, that says that we should keep the seventh day, which of course is Saturday and not Sunday. And you'll find this in many of the different uh, languages of the world, is that... Um, when you go to uh, when when you go through the days of the week, when you come to the seventh day, is not called yeah. Saturday like we call it here in English. It's actually called Sabbath day. So, for instance, in Spanish, the word sabota, um, or in Italian, or yeah. a lot, lot of those other languages, uh, simply means the Sabbath. And so you have the first day, the second day, the third day, the fourth day. When you come to what we call Saturday, they simply call it yeah. the Sabbath. Well, thank you very much for <clears throat> giving, it, giving it a good shot. You had yeah, us hunting around the Bible Mary. there for a minute, trying yeah. to find a verse that proves Sunday as a Sabbath, but we haven't as of yet found it. So thank you very much for calling in, Miriam. We appreciate you taking the time. <laughs> hey, if, one more. Oh, one more. Go one more. on then. Yeah, Go yeah, on absolutely. then, Miriam. Absolutely. Give another crack. Yeah, I know you want that $1,000. I, I probably didn't understand the question fully, but Exodus 31 verse 17 Okay, so Exodus 31, we're heading over there very quickly. Exodus chapter 31 and verse 17, where the Bible says, It is a sign between me and the children of Israel forever, for in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, and on the seventh day he rested and was refreshed. Another great verse right there, of course, pointing out to us that the the Sabbath day is uh, a memorial of creation. It doesn't look forward yeah. to the cross like the ceremonial laws did, but this one is a memorial okay. of creation. But yeah, Miriam, that's great. Okay. We always love it when uh, people are digging into their Bibles. We are um, rapidly running out of time here. But no problem. Thank you. No problem. Thanks for giving it a shot, any, Miriam. And if you find any more verses, then please send them through <laughs> on our Facebook page or text them to us on zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. And of course, um, we we love to have people who are doing their research. And Miriam, you've done a great yeah. job this morning. Thank you so much for calling through. Thank you. Okay, so we need to move on very quickly, and um, we have oh. We have our giveaway for the day. Oh, and our quiz. We're, we're behind you know on what? our quiz. We're a little bit behind on our quiz. Let yes, me let me give you two we're, clues at once. But that was How good fun that? having. Yeah, it was. It was, it was, it was great. Yeah, I'm glad that we had a little a little hunt through the Bible trying to find this verse. Just one verse. It'll prove Sunday as the true Sabbath, even though. We couldn't find one today. But Miriam had some great verses. She had some great pointers, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're proving that Saturday is actually the, the actual true Holy Sabbath. That's right. But hey, do you know what, listener? If you think you can find a verse that proves Sunday as the Sabbath, give us a call. We'll give you a $1,000. But let me give you a clue for the quiz. I'm going to give you two clues. So who am I? Which Bible character is this? Uh, the first clue is, I mean, sorry, the fourth clue is, I put Joseph in charge of all my household. Mm-hmm. And so who I'm did gonna, that? 
I'm going to give you the fifth clue, the last clue. Also, I placed Joseph in prison after my wife lied to me saying that he had assaulted her. Okay. I, I think you should you should know the answer to this particular it's very days quiz of our lives, isn't it? Question. You know, it, it very much yeah. is. Yeah, it's yeah, actually it's even way, way better because it was real. Mm-hmm. And there have been a few really cheesy, terrible movies made out of it that are not <laughs> worth mentioning. But somebody should make a decent one about this story because it is one of the most awesome stories in the Bible. I think this one and the book of Esther. Just yeah. amazing stories. So if you know who put Joseph in charge of their household. and skullduggery and terrible things taking place and jealousy. Yeah, it's so days of our lives. This is a soap opera for sure. So if you know who that is, if you know who placed Joseph in prison after his wife lied to him saying that um, Joseph had assaulted his wife, give us a call, 1-800-FAITH-FM, 1-800-324-843. Message me, 0491-064, or even on Facebook, Faith FM Australia. And we will send you the prize, which is any CD that you want out of our prize box. Okay, so what's our... Oh, that's right, any CD. Any CD. I was looking at that book that you had sitting on the table there in front of you and I was about to like, oh, you should talk about that book. Okay, so the prize for the quiz is any CD. Yeah. That's pretty special. And uh, our giveaway for today. Do you know what? Let's do it for the same for the giveaway. Should we do it that same for the giveaway? Should we? Yeah, I, I, or do you want me to give away this book? To the I wanted right to give away this book. <laughs> See right there. I'm like, I want to know what this I book is about. I don't want to give this book away because I want to read it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe we'll do that tomorrow with the albums, but let's give this book away. Okay. Tonight. Okay. This is this book is called Why Can't I Do School? And uh, it's a story of hope and help for those who learn differently. Amazing book. So there's a, uh, it's written by Helen Pike, who is Associate Professor of English at Southern Adventist University in the state. She has won multiple awards for teaching. She's written um, uh, many books. This is actually her 10th book. And would you believe all this um, with uh, learning disabilities? Oh, so, wow. And this is her story and she shares it. And she, you know, she says she feels her disabilities make her an even more powerful writer and that those with learning disabilities are not dumb. They have a parallel system of thinking with great potential waiting to be unlocked. Dyslexics are often gifted. Um, it just doesn't function in a traditional academic setting. So she has multiple Yeah, and this is so true because many of the great uh, people of our world, um, inventors, mm-hmm. scientists who have done incredible things and some of the greatest geniuses that I know personally – are incredibly dyslexic, and the, and the whole academic system just does not work for them. Yeah, um, I even have, I have my youngest son is dyslexic, mm-hmm. and he has it's the most amazing way with words that I have ever met. He does, um, but yeah, this is a wonderful, a wonderful book, and it's uh, free if you're the first person to call through. Call through on one eight hundred Faith FM, and we will send that to you free. And we're going to give a special gift away today. We're going to give Miriam a gift as well, just for being a uh, a great caller. Yes, why yes, not? That's a great yeah, idea. Let's, let's let's send her um, an album from our box of albums, something special there, just because uh, we appreciate that. Well, thanks for listening to today's show. We'll be back tomorrow morning after the eight o'clock news. This is Soyam Easton. Enjoy.